pages combos We gon' show you how the world goes AG's combos We gon' show you how the world goes AG's combos We gon' show you how the world goes Take a look at the world We livin' in it fallin' apart Wanna put the glass muscle and guns But don't show hard Time to spark a conversation Let that be a lesson Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to AG's Convos. This is your man, AG. On the mic with my big man, Big Ken Smither, Smithy Smith. What up, people? That's the man there. Hey, I just wanted to bring you another episode. As y'all know, we like to talk about the stuff that people don't like to talk about. Today, we're talking about COVID. We're going to be talking about just karma as a as a concept in its own right. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about cynicism and how crazy it can be to try to be helpful in the black community. But, you know, one of the things we really uh, enjoy on this podcast is a segment we call Links Not Chains. We're going to talk to my man Alonzo, who's in Grafton Correctional Facility. He's going to tell you a little bit about how some of these issues are affecting them guys in there and what you might be able to do to make a difference. So let's go ahead and get Zoe on the phone. Hello. What's happening, brother? Hey, how you doing today? How you doing? Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Just That's getting good. just getting into it for the second episode of Links Not Chains. Links Not Chains. How's it going in We're there? We're live. <laughs> How you doing in there today? Ooh, man, let me tell you. Uh, you know, basically just trying to stay safe, trying to stay uh as clean as possible in here. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, just keeping my head up, man. It's it's been a lot. It's been a it's just been a a a, a, a crazy time. You know, 2019, Absolutely. 2020. I mean, we you know the Super Bowl is tomorrow, so. Oh yeah, you know we looking forward to that in here. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to touch on that a little bit. We got Ken in here as well. I want to make sure you knew he hey, was on the mic. Hey, hey, how you doing? What up with it, bro? I'm good, man. I'm good. It's good to hear y'all voice, man. Good to see y'all up and rolling out there. Oh yes, yeah, sir. This cold weather ain't stopping us. It is cold, dude. It is cold out here. We we've been freezing our balls off left and right. Yeah, see, that's the thing about it. At least at least out there, you can turn on the heat. Right, <laughs> we got to put some clothes on. You hear me? Everything. Yeah, them them bricks don't get they don't hold too much heat. I know. I no, know. not at all, man. It's yes. it's, whew, it's sad. It can be some really bad, horrible nights in in here, man. You know. Right. But uh, like I said, we we getting ready for the Super Bowl and uh. So who you, you got? Know, what you thinking about that? Well, shoot, he's not yet. I got to go with the goat, man. You know, uh. just, just just look at. It. <laughs> I know you with the youth. I know you supporting the youth. But think about this, right? Look at the coaches. Right. You got Bruce Arians, right? Andy right. Reid. Right. Now this man retired for two seasons, come back, you know, and 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 uh, he pushed, he pushed them uh, Tampa Bay boys, right? And right. you know his statement. This also goes true to his statement. He said, uh, you know, basically I'm just a quarterback away. 
Right. So then he get Tom Brady. Yeah, buddy. If he go get one. <laughs> but you, so here's the thing for me, though. Yeah. Tom Brady, I don't care how much you hate his history. He's the greatest quarterback to ever do this shit. All right. You, you, you can't not accept that as truth. That's, at that's law at this point. I just could not fucking stand him, man. I just could not stand New England. I, I hated the Patriots. I, I got all the respect in the world for his game, but oh, he used to drive me. Same thing with Magic Johnson. I used to I used to hate Magic Johnson, but he was the best. You know what I mean? At his time, I mean, not no more. Brian, I think, didn't definitely surpass him at this point. So, yeah, you know, now that Brady's not with New England anymore, and I respect his game, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay with him being a winner. You know what I mean? And. He's trying to cement something now. But dude said, what, two days ago or yesterday, day before yesterday, he said, I can play till I'm 45. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to paying past 45. And I'm like, damn. And he, that's like the that's like the biggest thing right now, though, because you're saying that, shoot, if Brady wins, he got the opportunity to, to, to like, get the second ring. He get two rings, you know. Two different uh, teams. After the age of 40. Oh, dude, that's know? insane. That's insane. You know. Yeah, he, to the age of 40, man. I mean, he definitely pulled a LeBron. He went to a no-name team that couldn't win a playoff yeah. game and save their lives and took him straight to the Super Bowl. First season. Yeah. Straight out the gate. I'm like, straight wow. That's, what Bruce, that's why I said that's what Bruce said. Bruce like, man, I'm just a quarterback away. And then to catch Brady like that. And, I mean, it just shows you greatness in the coaching staff yeah. and greatness in the quarterback. And that's why I picked Tampa Bay. Right. Uh, I mean, Andy Reid, don't get me wrong. I'm sorry. I love the guy, man. You know, right? Uh, uh, he'll be the first to uh, to do it. You know, a back to back in twenty years. You know, what I'm saying. And I think the last person to do that was New England. Right. <laughs> so, exactly. So I mean, just to show you, you know, what I'm saying the difference between these teams is, you know, Mahomes has that ability. Like he runs and make plays. This guy right. is awesome. But then you got Brady's arm. Some people say his arm ain't that, uh, ain't all that good yeah. no more. But shoot, man. I don't he care how far you can throw him. it. He can get it there. He right. can get it right where it needs to be. And that's the key, man. 20 yards, 2 yards, or 40 yards. It don't matter. Put it in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Because you got to go get it. That's your that's job. Right. I'm going to do right. my job. You do your job. So I'm going with the GOAT, man. I think seven rings <sighs> is, 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 that's happening. Yeah, he about to pass Pittsburgh now. Right. Yeah, that's, that's going to be that's, wild. That's real. But what's crazy is he did it by himself. He didn't do it over yes. a 30, 40 year span. He did it by right. himself in like 20. It's like, good God, that dude is a monster. I, I'm a, I'm an AFC guy. You know what I mean? For me, it's like it's like rooting for the West. That's hard in the NBA. I like to root for the AFC because that's the home team. You know what I mean? But I don't think I don't think they can pull it off this time. I'm, I'm going to let them do what they do. I think Brady well, got if, it. As long as Brady don't throw no picks, I think right. they Gucci. That's you know, it. I think they gonna they got a uh, good thing coming, right. and this is like I mean for us in here uh, being locked up, man. This is like the it's entertainment, man. These right. conditions, like I was talking to you earlier about COVID, uh, it, it's been real scary here, man. Yeah, very very scary. I do want to touch know, on after, that too. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I mean, like this is like a good time for us. We have fresh favorites today where guys were able to get their onions and peeled peppers because they get their meals together nice. uh, for tomorrow, for the Super Bowl. They allowed us to buy pie, so we got pecan pie, apple pie jumping. That's cool. Uh, this is a big thing. Yeah, it sounds like you a know, holiday in that boy. That's what's up, You know, yeah, we didn't, I mean, well, everybody's I, been sick. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, 
it feels like this is one of those kind of events that could create some unity, even, you know, it's like anything else, right? You got these, you got these times where, you know, you, you look at these movies and these TV shows and it looks like it's one gang versus another in there, but you know, something like this seems like something that could bring them dudes together and just celebrate, you know, an event. We actually been isolated in here. Uh, We have 122 guys in our, in our unit. So we don't see anyone else out of the uh, thousand plus people in this institution. So we're just locked in. So black and white, Hispanic, whatever uh, 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 culture, we all Americans. We all uh, people right now. You know, there's no, you ain't got time to be with your groups and like that. So we are a family. And uh, we've been sick together. You know, we done lost over, we done lost people in this pod already, man. Like, you know, that, that, Guys that you stand next to, just like you and, you know, Ken sitting across from each other and chopping right. Like, that man is not here no more. He was just here, and he's he has passed away. And All I right. guess, you know what, I got a guy that uh, I want you to talk to, man. This is a brother named Haywood Rim. Haywood? And he also, yeah, Haywood, big Haywood from, yeah. uh, from our neighborhood. From the man, head, he, right. He had got a parole, uh, I want to say, two, maybe two, three months ago. And he almost didn't make it, you know, so uh, I want to bring this guy on here, man, so he can tell you his story about what he went through. Let's do that. You know, what he went through. I mean, I think this is very important. People need to hear what's going on in here. Oh, yeah. I got a couple questions for you. Let me talk to him. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, man. How you feeling? I'm good. How you feeling? I hear you went through something. I'm, I'm, um. I'm uh, trying to come on with this full recovery of this madness that's going on in here. Man, that's insane. You know, uh, just to yeah. give a little background, you know, you from the same hood we from. Last time I was there in South Lonzo, you were uh, you were in there taking pictures, and we got to chop it up a little bit. And I remember right. him telling me you had got your uh, your release date and everything, and then what happened? Um, what happened is... I thought it was a cold, and I laid up in the bed, and I laid up in the bed, and I'm thinking it's a cold, and it went on for almost a month. I'm just thinking it's a cold, a regular cold. Come to find out, I get on a scale, and I find out I lost 32 pounds. What? I lost 32 pounds within that span, and then I lost, and then I waited a few more days and lost eight more pounds, because I wasn't wow. eating, just thinking it's just because of this cold. And next thing you know, I was urinating blood, and wow. I said, "You know what? It's time to go to the uh, to the hospital." Right. And when I, I get over to the hospital, they ran the they ran a, a urine the, my urine test again, and then they they rushed me to a, outside Elyria Hospital. Within an hour, them running tests on me, they had to rush me down to OSU Hospital. OSU in Columbus. OSU in Columbus. They life flighted you down there. No, they they took me in the ambulance. Oh, did they? Okay. Wow. Man, that had yeah, to be scary. They, they um, you know, and unfortunately, they put me on the um, they put me on a um, a machine to help me breathe, and they put you know put a, the IV in me, and they put a lot of they helped me out, man. They 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 really saved my life, you know, because I saw my life leave. You know, it was at fifty fifty. Wow. And. And in the process of down there, uh, a CEO come tell me that um, it's, 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 it's a lot of guys that's down there that's on life support, ventilators and, and stuff like that. Even uh, the serial killer so well, right. he's on life support. Right now? He, yeah, he's on life support at OSU Hospital. Wow. Yeah. 
another yes. another uh, wacky story from the from the city. Right, wow. and uh, it's 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 sad because at first the, the system didn't want to take me to the hospital. Right, you know, but I came through, and, and I just I couldn't walk, I couldn't do nothing. So wow. here I am. I'm I'm blessed to be here now, and I, I take you know guys that the guys that they're sick. Mm-hmm. They need to. They need to take my advice, and what they need to do is go get checked out immediately. Don't Absolutely. wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Don't wait. Because we lost a person in here like that, a close family friend from the neighborhood, and um, we lost him. And um, he did this. I did the same thing he did, but unfortunately, he passed away. Wow. And we was in sales away from each other. Wow. You know, and. Uh, Guys that's sick, people that's sick out there, in here and out there, I take take my advice. Go to the hospital and get checked out. Right. You know. That's that's a message from the other side, people. Yeah, it is real. I mean, we've seen it out here. You know, we're we're fortunate that they're bringing this vaccine into the equation. Kim, my partner here, right. he took the vaccine. He works in the the industry. He's a first responder, I guess, frontline worker. So he did take right. that. Yeah. What are y'all seeing with the vaccine in there? Anything? Right. Where the vaccine here, they starting off from seventy and older. Okay. They starting off. You got to be seventy and older. So, um, you know, and they, then they dropping the age. And by the time that come, I got three weeks left before I come home. But right. I'm going to get my shot as soon as I get out. I'm Good going to you, within man. a week span. I'm going to get my shot. That's awesome. You know, and I'm going to get my first responders license. I can get that the day I get out. I can get that because. I know somebody to do the testing and stuff, so I can get that done. Good. But uh, the people, the, the young people out there, especially in the black communities, mm-hmm. they need to take heed of this that's out there and, and take this for real. This is serious. Talk to them, brother. Now, how how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am 54. 54 and, years and, old. And you've been in there how long? Doctor, uh, 20, 28 years. Wow. Over half of my life, hmm. I spent in here and you got you got that close to getting out i did the right thing and i did what i had to do to get home and i'm going home now right you're coming out with a plan man and that's a beautiful thing you know you you, you got a mission that's a beautiful thing and that's that's you know my thing is to make things right right yeah it's just amazing to think you were in there 28 years and two weeks three weeks before your release you almost lost your life right. to something that didn't even have anything right. to do with prison culture. You know what I mean? It was it was completely unnecessary. You're six weeks away from home. Right. And how is it that you, you, you're not going to make it home because of my stupidity? Yeah, we can't not, that. Uh, going to get checked out sooner. Absolutely. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you telling us your story. I, I don't know where you're coming home to, but I'm sure that sooner or later we go walk past each other again. I can't wait to see you, brother. Oh, Shake yeah. your hand again. I will, I will be home and you more than welcome to come to, home, to my welcome home party. Absolutely. I'm you looking stay, forward to it. You stay blessed, and uh, it was nice talking to you. You too. Hey, well, good to talk to you, brother. Okay. All right. 28 years, though? 28 years, man. I mean, wow. so he was in there before Alonzo went, right? Before Alonzo yeah, went. Now, Alonzo did 25 so far, right? 25, yep. So, and this was a dude that, you know, he's my brother's age. As you saw, he's a little bit older than us. Wow. He grew up with them. So that's how we knew him. And this is one of the old cats that we used to kind of look up to. You know what I mean? He find himself in some trouble. He gets stuck in there. 
he do his time though. Like he said, I did I did what the system expected me to do. You know, I I, I didn't ruffle no feathers. You know, anything I got in trouble for, I made what amends the hell for. What was they doing? What was they doing back in the day to get all this goddamn time, dude? <laughs> you from miles, bro? They, you know what they did? Big boy time. You know what they did? What? They got caught. They got caught. Exactly. That's Whatever what they, did. they was doing. You know what I mean? They weren't doing nothing that nobody else wasn't doing, man. And that's the fucked up part about the way the system works. Yes, sir. How you doing? Hey, man, I appreciate you putting Haywood on for us. That man yeah. spoke to the he spoke to the nation. He said, I'm talking to every black man out there inside or outside. I don't know who goes right. to listen to this pod, man. But he said, get checked. Take it serious. It's a real thing. Man, 28 it's, years. It's, it's, it's very important. I'm, I'm saying like I was, I don't want to say skeptical, but I will say that I, you you don't believe it till you see it. Right. Like I said before, you don't believe it till you see it. And this whole pod, like around Christmas. Right. We're sick, man. I mean, and it blew through here and they shut us down. They locked us in and it's no bigger fear I mean, after 2019, that's why I equate the two as two pandemics. After just seeing the 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 the, the continued uh, race against time for black men and women out there mm-hmm. in the free world, and to have that experience of feeling uh, that in here as well, because they even they treat they they treat us different in here, even right. with sickness. And it was kind of crazy because just to get Haywood out of here, we had to make a stink about that. Right. You know, they wanted this man to walk up to the infirmary. You know what I'm saying? And it's and sometimes that just be not saying that these are bad people that work here because they dealing with a lot. Right. We still have people out on life support. You know, uh, fighting for their lives in this institution from this institution. So, you know, you got a lot to deal with. So I know that it's it's it's, it's the same way. Now I can understand what I see on the news, what I see on TV. Right. But when you see people sick, man, and see people lose 20, 30 pounds, man, because they can't eat, they can't taste, yeah. and I mean, it's just a scary feeling, man, because yeah. you don't want to catch what they got, you know? Absolutely. And you are in a enclosed community, you know what I mean? You can't run from yeah. it. You know, if I wanted to go up in the mountains somewhere and just hang out until it blew over and I could afford to do that, then I could do yeah. that. You know, you don't, you can't yeah. run from this. You know, and especially when they're talking about it's in the air, it's living on surfaces. Dude, that's got to be a scary place. But, you know, you listen, they they locked them doors, Arthur and Ken, they locked them doors, y'all. And, you know, it had got so bad that the staff, half our staff was uh, had contracted and couldn't even come to work. So they had to hire National Guard. Wow. And those National Guard people, man, I mean, they just they treated us. So good, man. You know, I, I applaud our, our our National Guard, our Ohio National Guard, man. They they treat us like just real human beings. They were they they very uh, they very humble, man. Right. You know, they show a lot of empathy to this whole situation, COVID nineteen, and just us as prisoners at this time. It it, it made the environment feel a lot safer, a lot better because we were getting. Uh, 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 support from you know the government, so that kind of I think that kind of changed the tide of mentality because your mind got to be right. You know, right. If you think you're sick or you're seeing the sickness, it kind of laid on the spot, man. And everybody just coughing. That was like the scariest moment I think I ever had because I panicked. You know, I right. panicked. I had headaches for like seven days straight, man. 
I mean, no matter if you get up in the middle of the night to use the restroom or what, you still got a headache. You wake up with a headache, go to sleep with a headache. I didn't know what that was, you know, and I didn't have the same symptoms as other guys, like losing their taste, but I still can eat. I'm overweight now. Oh, <laughs> you know boy. There, but well, I know you can work that off because you ain't going to let that last too long. Oh, no, no, you already <laughs> know. I'm, I'm getting ready. <laughs> so it's crazy, man, because, ready. you know, I had it back in uh, late November. Yeah. And that was the one wow. symptom I couldn't get past was the headaches. I was telling Dave about it, and we've, we've talked about it on a number of different podcasts. You know, this okay. virus is real, man. And when it comes to that headache, I thought my brain was going to literally work its way out of my ears. Yeah. It yeah. was intense. It was intense. Yeah. So I get it. You yeah. know, I, I did want to touch on something you said, man, because we, we talk links, not chains, right? We're talking about how we, how we approach the world as a community. And I know out here... You're seeing a lot of uh, humanitarian effort for people that are going through this. You're seeing a lot of kids doing, you know, lemonade stands and, you know, donating that money to senior citizens who can't come outside no more. And you're seeing people helping other people get to the doctor because they don't have transportation just to make sure they're getting the vaccine. You guys have to work in your community in the same capacity. You know, it's got to be a, a humanitarian effort. So. I'm, I was glad to hear you say that when, you know, Haywood was sitting in there and they wanted him to walk to the infirmary. Y'all made this think about that because oh, yeah. when it's all said oh, and yeah. done, that's where his help was yeah. coming from. You know? Yeah. It's uh, like I said, it's a community of convicted felons uh, in, a, in, in America, in right. this country. And links not changed. I want, I would love for this to be, uh, time of education, you know, for, for this community, this community of people, right. because community service and restitution is, to me, one big step at redeeming your life, you know, and that's in service. Mm-hmm. So what we do, what I did even when Haywood came back from the hospital was I cleaned his cell, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, made his bed up for him. It's, I mean, this, this brother, he still, I mean, you, you spoke to him, but he, I, I, Haywood was 40 pounds heavier. Hey, know, so just imagine, imagine the way he looks now. Well, not know? only that, but he's what six two, six three. He's about my height. Yes, right. Hey, Fifty four hey, years. I, I can't imagine him being forty pounds, thirty five pounds lighter than he is right now. I mean, than he was the right. last time I saw him. I'm looking at myself losing thirty five pounds, and somebody probably go have yeah. me admit it somewhere. Yeah. Wow. Right. So, so, so imagine that on the on the preconception of being reborn back into society. This brother almost did not make it home. Right. You know, I mean, he's been waiting on his parole, you know, 28 years. And mm-hmm. finally, to be blessed when people were able to see his change through the education and different things he took initiative uh, to really stand on and to not even have that opportunity to walk out these gates, man, to, to, to in, you know, make an impression on the world by being an asset, you know, uh, to people in need, you know, especially being an example for guys who, uh, who are in a position to where they may not even have to come to the penitentiary if they get to talk to him or see him or see, uh, some of the things that he's been through and have made it out of, which can have an impact on them changing their lives. Absolutely. So, you know, this is what we're trying to bring. Like you said earlier in this conversation, uh, this brought, this community of people together. I mean, half of us, you know, especially white and black, we don't really mingle or talk, but through passing, but Mm -hmm. that person is still real. You know, that's a human being. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're seeing now, man. That's what COVID-19 did to, I think, not just 
the institution, but the institutions and the world. Is right. We're starting to see human beings and people. So if you're not hung up on drugs, where your uh, equilibrium or your mental capacity is is, is, is is stable, then you're able to see humanity for what it what it was set up to be, especially in this great country, man. Well, that was right now. I think that was a big part of how, you know, they there was some form of unity outside in our community as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, we learned that we were going through this big political debate. Right. Red versus blue, okay. left versus right. Everybody's either pro Trump or against Trump. And that was tension that was being generated. And it was it was almost like a pot that was about to boil over. And it was built yeah. on segregation in a lot of ways separating yeah. these two and then the black lives matter movement kind of yeah. forced these two groups into polarizing positions but when that covid hit you know what i mean and you know we, we we bring faith into this a lot because that's what we talk about that's where a lot of our motivation come from you know my mother's always told me that when the people start to fight against each other god will find a way to bring them back together and covid basically said guess what i don't care if you're left or right red or blue I'm coming after all of y'all, rich, poor, it don't matter. You know what I mean? And then when you start seeing people out here making a quarter million dollars a year, humbling themselves to stand in the food line, because guess what? They ain't working no more. Their jobs are gone. Then they start to realize, hey, maybe we aren't that different when it's all said and done. Maybe we really do need to try to get past some of these insignificant differences. You know what I mean? These barriers that are just tearing us apart because... My mother's sick just like yours is. You know, I lost yeah. my job just like you did. I don't care if you worked at Kmart, if you worked at Walmart, yeah. or if you worked in a CEO's right. office, you're struggling right now. So that was, that was, it was a wake up call for a lot of us, man. And you see that, that humanitarian effort, like I said, you know, you see those people going out and just trying to lend a helping hand to people who probably wouldn't have accepted it from that same individual just two weeks earlier, or two months earlier. You know, so and, and it also inspired a lot of ingenuity and a lot of entrepreneurship because it was one of the driving factors behind me saying, OK, well, let me let me stop waiting for the economy to come back and create my own economy. You know what I mean? And I think that's what we're doing between the programs that me and you got going and the businesses that me and Ken got going. We can't wait for the system to fix us, man. We got to fix ourselves, you know, independent. And I'm, and I'm a big I'm a big believer in that. I'm like adversity embrace it you know that's right at times you know and i mean and this is the biggest adversity that i think we'll see in our lifetime because this was that real you know i hope so bro i can't imagine anything worse than this i can't imagine it i I believe this this worse is going i mean we go we all need aliens at this point because you know Mm -hmm. and we we always talk about how territorial cleveland is you know but when When somebody from Pittsburgh want to come over here or from Detroit want to come over here talking crap, we find a way to bond together. But this this virus hit the whole planet. You know what I mean? I don't care what part of the country you're from. I don't care what what country you're from. So that's the reality. It's going to be meteors or aliens or something crazy that's going to have to take over this one because (laughs) we had to figure out how to do this. Yeah, this this was uh, unprecedented. That's right. This was serious. And I, I think it's important that we recognize that because that speaks to because a lot of people are afraid of this vaccine because it's like, no, nah, I don't trust nothing that came up in 10 months. You know what I mean? But prior to this, it was a every man for himself capitalistic effort to control 
you know, the spread of viruses. But now it's like, mm-hmm. no, this is a global emergency. We need to band together yes, and figure this out now. And when you put the strongest minds on earth together, they can do anything in a short period of time. So creation. Right. right. So I, I, I truly do. You know, I'll tell you before we started this conversation today, mm-hmm. if somebody had told me, if, are you going to take the vaccine? I'd have said probably not. But looking at Ken, who's taking it, listening to Haywood, that's yeah. that's running towards it after going through this virus and what he yeah. went through. Yeah, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna yeah. definitely take it, man. I'm just at that point now. You know what I mean? That was me. That was yeah. my coming to Jesus moment. Yeah, I got to do this. Yeah. You know, and paying us five dollars will. Uh, it's a double shot, the Moderna. Right. They're paying us uh, five dollars a, a shot to take it. You know, oh, wow. and they did the same thing with the flu shot. So it's like an incentive. So I don't. I mean. If you don't believe what you're seeing at this point, man, like after two, like I keep, I keep pointing back to 2019 because I still can't believe that we're still uh, uh, experiencing hangings. We're right. still experiencing uh, police brutality. Right. Uh, we're still uh, experiencing uh, unjust injustice in the courtrooms. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's, I, I mean, at this point, 2021, like, it's like enough is enough, you right. know? And that's why I think it's so big that we stand firm on being a patriot about the Constitution, you know? And, and standing on that to a point of everyone has to adhere to it. I mean, even if it comes to, wait, maybe some changes need to be made or whatnot, mm-hmm. most definitely, but, you know, our, our ancestors, I think, came to this country, you know, uh, uh, against their will. I mean, that's a known fact, right? right? So to still, you know, look at us like, you know, we're we're doing something wrong to stand up for humanity or equality, it's, it's just crazy. The Hitler movement been over with, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. I mean, uh, on the surface, so all that underground stuff got to be exploited and exposed like it was on uh, Capitol Hill. Right. Uh, Expose those people, get those people out, uh, you know, and, and, and uh, just, I just want us to work together, man. I know this, this conversation coming to a close, so I thank you again for the Absolutely. opportunity. And this I w- is Link's Not Changed. This is real talk. Absolutely. And, man, I love you all, man. I promise. Absolutely. Till next time, brother. You stay warm in there. Hopefully we can get you some blankets donated. Amen. <laughs> hey, Amen. Hey, right. You too. Y'all be safe, safe out there. Amen. All right, bro. Yeah, man. man. That's that's crazy though that they they had to actually lobby for that man to get help. I mean, what 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 you need to see? Do he has to be com- he has to be convulsing on the ground before? The, I mean, forty right. pounds. And you just say, oh, we just go see you to the infirmary. You no, walk to the infirmary. Oh yeah, nah, hell nah, no. Take me to the doctor. Right. Get me help. I have. COVID. <laughs> I got something. I'm pissing blood. I'm losing weight. I mean, this dude, I'm telling you, he's wow. my size. He might have been 10 pounds heavier than me when mm-hmm. I saw him last. You know what I mean? Can you imagine me losing 35 pounds? I can't. Smallest shit. Oh, my God. I'll like probably look like a crackhead out there. Right? You know what I mean? Straight fiend, dude. <laughs> it's wild. And to have to hear that message from in there, you know what I mean? Yes, black sir. men, black women of America, black children. I hope y'all are listening because... You know, we're seeing people drop left and right. But if it didn't happen in your house, if it didn't happen in your family, you probably don't take it as seriously as you should. Nope. You know, Ken, you've been through it. You didn't yeah. seen the, the seen worst of the worst. Hand. Right. I, I know so many people in your boat. You know, I am blessed that I have not lost a relative to this virus yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I cross I, my I fingers every day. I kind of called it before it happened. 
because my family was acting reckless when it first got announced that mm. this was going on. And me working in a hospital, right. of course, I'm kind of like, uh, yeah, we need to step up our game. Right. And because if the government is taking this serious, everybody else needs to take this serious. Right. But my family was kind of like, uh, I think I already had it. Like it was something you only catch one time. I think I had it. I was sick right before this started. And da, 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 da. and I'm like, no, y'all have to stay safe. Y'all got to wear these masks. Y'all got to, well, at the time, they weren't even making us wear masks. So it was right. like, dude, y'all got to do something. And mm-hmm. I was like, I kind of washed my hands with it and was like, you know what? I didn't preach it. I didn't got cussed out by my mama. I didn't got cussed out by different people telling me, well, you doing this, you trying to. You're trying too hard. Yeah. Man. And I'm like, stay no, in your lane. Yeah. Dude, I heard it all, bro. I'm trying to help y'all out. I'm trying to let y'all know that this is real. And then when my stepfather caught it, I was like, yeah. I told y'all. Right. Stop. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't go outside. Don't be around. Stop going to church. Stop doing all that stuff. Don't do none of that. You know, it. I, I'm so glad you said that, man, because I wanted, there's another topic that I really wanted to talk about, and it's just cynicism. I mean, I almost changed the name of this show from AG's Confos to, you know, the uncynic. <laughs> because I have come to realize that, especially in the black community, we have the... T- the tendency to be so cynical mm-hmm. to take everything that somebody's trying to do for you in a, in an effort to improve your situation and see it as some kind of threat to your independence. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, what's your real motive? Like, well, seriously, dude, I have nothing to gain by extending an olive branch to you. No. And you think that I'm trying to rip you off by telling you that you should probably wear a mask and take a virus or take a vaccine, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, you know, you try. You, you want to be that that community outreach. You want to be that person that makes people improve themselves or helps people to improve themselves. And then they look at you like, nah, bro, I know you on something. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, like, you know, dude, fuck it. I'm I, trying to better. You, oh, he acting bougie. My brother used to say that all the time. Right. And when people ask, like, what, what's up with Boost? Man, I ain't seen him in a minute. Oh, you know, he acting bougie. He don't want to come outside. It's the coronavirus. He acting like, but, you know, we out here. Right. No, brother. I'm not acting boozy. I'm acting smart. I'm you're, trying to live. You're dog. being stupid right now. Right. <laughs> Just stupid as hell. Like, dude. And they still doing it. Like, to this day, it's not... Nobody... I mean, my sister didn't caught it since then. She had it, got over it. And she's still out here doing her one-two. I mean, people just don't... They they don't think it's... serious. They think it's like, ah, well, whatever. Right. It's like, no, it ain't all well, whatever, dude. You have to... Use this time to to get closer to your family in your household. You know right. what I'm saying? Because it, my family have issues with, I got issues with my nephews. You know what I'm saying? And, and they mama. So I'm like, dude, I'm telling my sister, like, use this time to get closer to your kids. Right. Because you don't, need no, you don't need to go nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just use this time to get closer to them. Eat together. Play some board games. Just Do talk. Whatever. What, what, you know what I saying? mean, and some of these people ain't had conversations. She's still trying to run right. from them, though. She's still running. She's uh, like, nah, I got to get out of here. I got to go out. I got to go do something. Right. Why, though? Right. Use this time because it, the more you do what you're doing and then you want to blame it on their father because he's not around. But, dude, it's right. up to you now. Mom, right. mom, our mama raised us the same way. Our father wasn't around. He was around for a minute. He always was around, but he wasn't around. You know right. what I'm saying? So oh, I know. Like, he was he was 
present, but he yeah, wasn't. It was there. like, dude, we can reach out to him and talk right. to him, and but dude, he wasn't there. Mommy did all this on her own, right? So, what did she do? Look at what she did and right. mimic that. But she think that it's like, nah, it ain't the same way these days. Yes, it is. It's, only thing is different ain't is nothing new under the sun, dude. <laughs> it's just now technology that, now, uh, right? Take that shit away from them kids, man. Right. Fuck that. They can't have that if they ain't acting right in school. Right. Y'all giving y'all kids phones at five years old. Like, he go, five years old, he, he go a phone. He go iPhone 7 and shit. Like, <laughs> why, damn. Why he got a phone? I think $800. <laughs> Would you give him an $800 toy? No. Hell no. No, dude. It's a babysitter. It's distracting them from parenting. Right. It's so a it's babysitter. Like, dude, yeah. if, I can just, if, if they ain't bothering me and they sitting on their phone all day, they in their room, got their door closed. I'm straight. I'm, I'm I'm living my best life with kids. And don't get me wrong. I mean, my kids have devices. You know what yeah, I mean. But, but from Monday to Friday, you, they can't even turn them on. Oh, see, it's school time, bro. You got rules. Hell yeah, you got rules, and you, you put boundaries in place, and you parent. You know what I mean? We're gonna eat dinner as a family. We're gonna play games. We're gonna watch shows or whatever. And when you have your downtime or your alone time, yeah, you can have your device, but. That ain't going to be during the school week because you're either doing your, you're coming home from school and doing your homework. Then you do your chores and then you get ready for dinner. Then you get ready for bed. Then we spend a little family time together. It's too late when to get on your phone. You ain't got time to get on your phone. Right. When but come Saturday morning when you wake up at 7.15 because that's what your mental clock tell you to do. And I'm trying to snore or pot or whatever. Whatever you do. Yeah. Now you can get on your device and do your and thing. Have you know what I mean? Old time. Have, have at it. Right. <laughs> And that gives you a weekend to look forward to. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? They don't, but they don't give them that time though. They don't give them that weekend to look forward to. They just give it to them all, it's the, all time. the time. And that's that's so crippling. That's crippling because it's hard to get them to stay motivated to do anything, anything else, else. You know, because they seeing like this person making so much money on social media doing this, I can do the same thing too. Right? No, you can't though. This, right. It's not that easy. It's it's, not, it, it, I mean, it's not that you can't do it. I don't want I, anybody right, to feel right, like they can't can. do it. But it takes it takes build up. It takes, you know, training and learning and education. Right. And you really got to if that's going to be your craft, then you better put as much time into that as I put into this or as mm-hmm. I put into understanding stocks or as I put into understanding business, because when it comes time to monetize that effort. You you can't just put it out there, cross your fingers, and hope somebody give you money for it. Especially if it's already done. Right. The whole point is to do something that somebody hasn't done. Right. Like I'm the first one to do this. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the first person. I'm gonna be the first person to do this. Right. And then after that. Yeah. Now you you, now you're you're gonna have a whole bunch of copycatters, but you're the first though. That's right. Right now, all the kids is just copycatting everything that everybody else is doing. Right. And that's that's. Non-productive for real. It's non-productive because <laughs> now people got to try to find something that makes them slightly different. Slightly different, right? So I'm gonna throw something out here because, again, I, I've said it before. I'm the king of puns, right? But I also I live by certain mantras. You know what I mean? And one of the things that I've told my kids their entire life, you hear these people telling their kids all the time, "Oh, you're special. You're special. You're special. You're special." My kid is special. Treat them different. They're special. I tell my kids every day. You're not special. You're not special. <laughs> You're not special at all. That's it. Because here's the situation. Every human walking this planet is unique. Yes. There's no two identical people. I don't care if you're identical twins. twins There's right. something different, different about, about you. you. Right. Every human is unique. But when every human is unique, being unique 
ain't unique. Ain't unique. There's nothing unique about being unique. So the fact that you're different from everybody else doesn't make you special because so is everybody else. Mm-hmm. What makes you special or what makes you unique is what you do with that difference. That difference, exactly. You gotta take that and you gotta do something with that that people can actually gravitate towards. That's where you can monetize your uniqueness. Yeah. yeah. Right? LeBron is unique, not because he can play basketball. Well, we know a lot of people that can do that. Not because he can speak intelligently to a crowd, because a lot of people can do that. Not because he's a humanitarian, but because he does all of those things and he does it for the people who he feels needs it. So to those people, he's special. He's special, right. But so is uh, everybody else. Everybody else. You know what I mean? So somebody, somebody should always make somebody else feel special in their uniqueness, but remind them that their uniqueness isn't unique, unique. especially your children, because you don't want your kids going to school going, well, I don't have to do that. My mama told me I'm special. Mm -hmm. Nah, you're you're setting the wrong precedent. You know what I mean? You're not special in no kind of way. You're you're only special if you bring out that potential. Right. And yourself. And you got to find it. And find it. That's it. So we, 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 we try to make the most of our opportunities to speak to different kind of people, man, because I think that helps us build in our own uniqueness because it helps us pick up bits and pieces of knowledge from these individuals. And I think the whole beauty of Links Not Chains is the fact that it's a community that has been kind of cast to the side. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we feel like they don't have anything to contribute. But I can tell you right now, firsthand, as I sit here, I'm only taking this virus, uh, this vac- virus vaccine because of what Haywood just told me. And that's a big deal for me. It's it's definitely needed, dude. I mean, it's a scary situation as with everything else. It's like having surgery. You don't know what's going to happen. Right. But um, from my research, the only reason I took it was because I did my little due diligence of letting somebody else go through through the motions and then come out and be like, I'm straight. You can do this too. Just right. do what you got to do. And to be on the ground floor and be offered the vaccine right now is amazing. Right. Because, dude, it's, it's early. Yeah. So many people are willing to pay so much big dollars just to get just this to vac- get it. vaccine. And that that's that kind of goes back to me feeling almost ignorant by being so dismissive towards it or standoffish about it because it's like, you know, don't nobody chase something that you shouldn't have. You know dude, what I mean? They chasing it. They like chasing it, especially not the government. And and I'm not trying to take away from the fact that you had already done it by saying that. Hey, but, you know, I've been hearing and been hearing and I've been teetering with and I I was a dead set. Hell no, I ain't doing it. And then you did it and people I know did it. And I'm like, well, maybe it's necessary, but I don't know. I'll wait. But after hearing that, I'm like, yeah, Yeah, but yeah, first chance I get it. It's always going to be that eye opener for you. Right. That's that's somebody that's going to say, bruh. Right. Do what you got to do, bro. We can't be playing with this thing. I didn't had it at the worst part of it, though. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's not nothing to play with. You need to take that vaccine. And, I mean, uh, I I just took it. I was like, you know what? I'm going to take it. Yeah, what's the worst that could happen? What, right? What's the worst that can happen? They say it's side effects. I ain't heard nobody died from it. It's right. just side effects. I'll take them side effects and, right. and be with that. You know what I'm saying? I'll be cool with them side effects. So the last topic I want to touch on before we get out of here is uh, karma. Mm. Right. And that's because I think about, you know, this whole situation with this community that we reaching out to. And I listen to that conversation and it's something that's kind of developed in my mind. You know, 
How motivated are people going to be to reach into that community like I'm asking them to do when they feel like, oh, this person subjected themselves to this? It's his fault he's in there. It's not my fault he's in there. Why should I help him out? Well, that's a realistic thing, right? Karma is something that we all fear and deal with in so many different lights. But does it make us any less human? You know what I mean? Yeah. So he did something that got him thrown in jail for 28 years, but he did something while he was in there that got him on his way out. Mm -hmm. Now, you might have some people that may have been affected by whatever his crime was that say, oh, that was karma. That's what he get. That's why he almost died. You know what I mean? And I guess that's a realistic thing. You know, humans have to deal with that. And then when he mentioned Anthony Sowell, for anybody who don't know, Anthony Sowell was the uh, Cleveland guy that took out a bunch of ladies, um, you know, a lot of unforgotten people, you know what I mean? People that just, or just forgotten people, excuse me, women that have been kind of left to fend for themselves and their communities and in their families, they were, you know, prostitutes, drug addicts, whatever the situation might happen to be. He saw the vulnerability in them, took advantage of them, and in a lot of cases killed them and just stored them in his house which wasn't too far from where we grew up at. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And now he tells us this man sitting on life support with COVID, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people look at that like that's what the fuck he get. That's what he get. When he said it, I instantly thought that. I know. I'm I'm telling everybody out here. I can care less what the fuck. Right. Well, who the fuck cares what he's going through? (laughs) I'm pretty sure everybody listening to this shit was like, oh, why the fuck he even mentioned his name? I care less, but. You know what I mean? I think the point of him bringing that up was the way that they're handling the situation in right. the jail, though. Even though he was the worst of the worst yeah. of the county, yeah. he's still sitting on life support. They still did the best they could. Yeah, and to try to keep him alive. That says a lot about, you know, a, a community or a, a environment that we see as being almost like hell. You know what I mean? And the fact that he said these National Guardsmen came in. Yeah, that was big, That was too. huge, dude. That, that kind of blew but my mind. But that goes to show you how the the COs in there really feel about prisoners and how right. they run the prison rather than a regular person who doesn't deal with that type of situation. Right. These are National Guards. They just protect the U.S. They didn't go in there like, oh, y'all motherfuckers sit down. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Shut the fuck up. No, right. they went in there with compassion. We your friends. We're trying to help y'all out. We know y'all in this situation. Right. Let's get through this shit. But that shit don't get no media attention. No, it you know ain't, what I mean? You ain't even heard that. We, it's, it's you get it. You heard it here first. Get it here. That's what we here for, man. We reaching we into that. We want first. y'all to know what's going on in there. There are people that care about them. Yeah, we want to just great. add to that group of people. You know what I mean? So that was huge. applause for them. That was great. Dude. Absolutely. And, and we got some uh, We got some COs that's listening to the show. We want to thank them for their efforts. I know plenty of National Guardsmen. Some recruiters listening to this show. I want to thank them for their efforts and let them know that hey, the hard work y'all put in is being acknowledged on the inside. You got guys in there that really appreciate what y'all are doing. We want the guys out here to really appreciate what y'all are doing. Wear that badge of honor. You know what I mean? Don't be ashamed of it. Just don't be, you know, if when you see that other dude that represent that other element, you know what I mean? Put them on blast. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't let the one bad cop sour the whole department. You know what I mean? You know who the bad cop is. Yeah. Put that dude out there. Don't let him don't let him bring down your whole community. Mm-hmm. I don't want one prisoner. I don't want Anthony so well to bring down what Alonzo trying to do. I don't want the dude that's robbing people in the corner to bring down what me and you trying to do. You know, we got to speak out. So that goes back to my whole effort of people helping people. This was uh, another great pod. I, I, I appreciate everybody listening. 
I appreciate Ken putting in the time to engineer this and make it sound good because I wouldn't have a clue how to do that. <laughs> I appreciate Lonzo calling in, Haywood taking the time to tell us his story. And I appreciate y'all listening. Please just uh, do what you can to reach out to your community because they need it. And so does the other communities out here. This is AG's Convos, and we out. AG's Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes. AG's Convos, we gon' show you how the world goes.